It's Thursday, Ben Johnson there. Thanks for taking another knowledge break with Dr. Kenyut White. I just want to go back to a, a, aversive conditioning. And, you know, just to give some examples to make it more clear, aversive therapy or aversive conditioning. Take, for instance, placing unpleasant tasting substances on the fingernails to encourage, sorry, to discourage, to discourage nail chewing. And you know what that reminds me of back in, in Jamaica, when a child would, would, would um, suck his or her thumb, you will find the, the, the excretion from a chicken and you put on the finger and the child will be discouraged. <laughs> you, who, do, who remember that, right? Would be discouraged from, from sucking the finger. And, and that is a sort of a, aversive therapy as well. Uh, and uh, you will understand that. And aversive therapy can also be, be self-effect, um, right? In the sense that you you can you can think of the the negative um, result of of eating something while you 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 are you are eating it, um, and 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 somehow you might just push it away because um, of that negative effect that you are thinking about, um, especially if that was an effect that you have felt uh, uh, before and it was in fact unpleasant to you. And another example, in children, aversive conditioning um, um, plays a role in one of the most effective treatment for for um, bedwetting, right? And um, the, you you find that the bell and pad method, a pad with a wetness sensor, is placed in a child's bed, connected to a bell that sounds in the first sign of wetness, and the, the child um, would, would 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 understand that um, the bell goes off, and and it will 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 will, will basically show that hey, this wakes me up, and you know yeah, I have to go and use the restroom. So so it's also the bell can be unpleasant, I mean, for a sleeping child. Uh, so so you have to understand that. And, and that really speaks to aversive therapy. Thanks for taking another knowledge break with Dr. Kenyon White. Goodbye. It's Saturday and you're taking another knowledge break on the Sabbath with Dr. Kenyon White. Another worship day for, for some but it doesn't matter which day you worship, as long as you worship. Yes, check out my podcast on Upper Podcast and YouTube, Canute's Exploration, C-A-N-Y-O-U-T-H, apostrophe S, Exploration. Also on Upper Podcast, check out the podcast for Knowledge Break. You might have to be a paid subscriber to get some of this Knowledge Break yeah, but um, it's for verticals, no problem. Hey, look, sometimes when you take a child to the dentist, you find that that child starts crying before he or she enters the dental chair. A lot of times what happens is that that child heard other children in the dentist chair crying and therefore that child 
starts to cry because he figured that okay if john brown is crying inside there it's going to affect me as well and john brown came out crying wow that's a challenge so that may be corrected if you avoid the child hearing john brown crying or seeing john brown coming out crying then that that might be best but um again they they the the fact that the child might watch a show with as john brown so to speak coming out of the dental chair crying and that might be a challenge with that child your child going to the dentist so i'm saying all of this to talk about a concept we call vicarious v i c a r i o u s conditioning vicarious conditioning and it really speaks to observational learning and observational learning is a process of learning to respond in a particular way by watching others responding in that way right so observation learning is called vicarious conditioning because it really involves learning by watching others acquiring responses to to operant conditioning okay we talked about that yesterday operant conditioning so that that's what vicarious conditioning speaks to so learning by watching others uh, you know doing what they have done you 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 learn by doing that so it's observational learning and we have done it and our children has been doing it for for, for the longest while so so that's vicarious conditioning and whenever you you see a child even at school behaving in a particular way you may want to think that many times that child has learned that behavior from classmates and it's something you need to take into consideration as you continue to to learn about psychology that learned behavior is very often uh, maybe very often applied to children in the in the school because they learn from their peers so effectively and it's something that parents need to consider the so vicarious conditioning needs to be looked at and it's something that i'd want to encourage you to do some research on thanks for taking another knowledge break with dr kenyot white all right all you learn think about that bye-bye